Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. afternoon or good night however and whenever it is you may be listening thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the take it easy podcast Live here on the Believe Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, August 24th at the time of recording. Welcome in, everybody. I hope y'all are doing fantabulous here today. Getting ready for your fantasy football drafts, I assume. We're going to have some fun here today with our good friend of the show, Morgan from Australia. Make sure to follow Morgan on Twitter and check out the Lower After Hours podcast as uh, we transition from uh, the NBA into football season. We get to learn about Morgan's deepest fandoms here today, which include the New Orleans Saints, who happen to be the main topic of today because Jameis Winston kicked ass yesterday, and that's going to be the topic of the day here. Now, The Take It Easy podcast is available in archives all over the place, and so do I want to do an episode dedicated to just Jameis Winston dominating the football world on a meaningless Week 2 preseason game? No. No, I do not, because that will not age very well, potentially within the week, because the Saints go play the Cardinals this weekend, and Jameis Winston might lose the starting quarterback job, because we can never underestimate the power of Sean Payton to make this Taysom Hill thing desperately work. And this is the fun thing about Sean Payton and Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill is that none of it matters. In the long run, none of this really matters. The Saints are not the same roster they were the year before. The Saints obviously are going to miss Michael Thomas coming into the season. And obviously they were mediocre with Drew Brees at the end of the season. Now, did Drew Brees basically get into a car crash and have 7 to 11 broken ribs? We're not really sure how many broken ribs Drew Brees had, but did he get into the equivalent of a car crash with 7 to 11 broken ribs? Yes, he did. But 40-year-old broken Drew Brees was a hindrance to the Saints at the end of the season, and ultimately they lost to the Buccaneers in the second round, which meant that the Saints were barely a Final Eight team last year. And so we look up this year and say, yeah, they're probably not as good as they were last year. When you subtract Emmanuel Sanders and Quan Alexander and Trey Hendrickson, they're probably not as good as they were a year before. But they have this battle with a fringe starter where Jameis Winston is someone who... We're pretty certain he's a fringe starter in the NFL, but also that fringe starter period could wildly fluctuate here for Jameis Winston because, yes, he's lost the starting QB job to Ryan Fitzpatrick before, 
and then ended up being a backup. So the NFL views him in that category, but that's a wildly sporadic range to be replaced by Ryan Fitzpatrick, then to beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, then to be a backup quarterback, then to not beat out Taysom Hill the first time around, which may or may not have been Sean Payton tampering, quote-unquote, with Jameis Winston's value so that he would re-sign in the offseason. But I can't prove that. I'm not going to go that far. I'm just going to leave it out there as a hypothesis. And for the uh, New Orleans Saints, I do like to laugh at just the idea that Sean Payton is, or that we as, we are obsessed over Sean Payton's decision, when to be honest, Sean Payton's going to make whatever decision he's going to make, and it probably won't mean that much of a difference for the Saints. I don't think that Jason, (laughs) Jason is what we're going to call it, the Jason battle is going to significantly change the record of the New Orleans Saints. They're going to be dueling it out for the seven seed, and we're going to talk about that a bit with Morgan coming up here on the podcast. So I've been talking for long enough here. Let's roll on in with our friend Morgan from Australia as part of the Take It Easy podcast, and of course, check her out on the Lauer After Hours. Like I ran, I I do my podcast from what I call my beauty room Um, (laughs) because like during the pandemic I decided I didn't need a spare bedroom I needed a beauty room um, which is just full of my makeup and this stupid big mirror Um, and so I came in here and turned the laptop on or whatever and then I was like a zoom link shit as long as the audio works it's there's no visual mediums on this i i'm too lazy to turn it into youtube i just prefer to do it as a podcast uh i i I like podcasting on youtube as well but um i'm constantly turning my camera on and off and off it's understandable you know i i I get it yeah and uh, podcasts with with videos very difficult apparently I mean, it's difficult to edit it down, but I don't yeah. know what the difference is between looking but, at um, it. No, I don't know. But like I recorded one yesterday and um, with Kenny Main. Oh. Um, which was very cool. Would you um, maybe have done that on the Lauer After Hours podcast uh, that yeah, you can yeah. find everywhere that you get podcasts? Correct. Kenny Main uh, coming up shortly on Lauer After Hours. Um, spoiler. I got a delivery during it and Kenny called me out for leaving. <laughs> like a food delivery, right? No, no, like a, like a package. Oh. And Ke- Kenny called me out for leaving the Zoom <laughs> to go and get my package from the front door. See, but um, Kenny Main, I, I'm convinced, I mean, I've been watching him on SportsCenter for years, but I'm convinced that Kenny Main's love language is sarcasm. So, yeah. so I, I think-, think him and I are in love. Yeah, I think sarcasm and passive aggression are, are the go-tos. Yeah, he asked me why I was a part of the group that I am. It, it, is, con- it is quite confusing. If, for just random people trying to figure out why this assortment of characters is doing a podcast, it is very confusing. Yeah, um, he, he didn't understand. I don't think he knew who we were at all, but that's cool. I, yeah, I, th- I think that's a fair. I think he has a fair reason to not know who any of you oh, are. Oh no, of course, of course not. But like, even after us explaining and inviting him on, 
He was just like, yeah, whatever. Just, like, yeah, you said Levitard, right? You said you're with Levitard? Okay, let's do it. Of course, that's the only way we get in anywhere. <laughs> that's how you keep getting all these ESPN and ex-ESPN celebrities on your show. Yeah, but they sent an NBC handler with him. Oh, okay. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool, actually. Mm. She sat in there. <laughs> makes it seem she- somewhat professional. Mm. Well, maybe if she doesn't hate us, she can get us someone else, too. I don't know. I don't know. What, so who's the next up here? Because I feel like Jack Collinsworth is a, is a reasonable get for you guys. I feel like that's the next step up. I don't know. I don't book people. I just turn up occasionally. <laughs> you're not the booker. You're not, you're not I, the producer. Absolutely not. Like, I am not the booker. But I've, I've booked two people. We've was had one of them Chris Cody? No, Billy Gill, Sarah Spain. Okay. I see. I had a feeling one of them would be on the Levitard show just because you've got the connections. Sarah Spain's Levitard universe adjacent. So, yeah, I'd say that's a victory. Yeah. But, but I think I had a mental breakdown trying to book Billy, to be honest. It was, it was the worst week of my life. Well, is that because of Billy or is that yes. because? Okay. Giant pain in the ass. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. I'm, st- I'm still angry at him about it. <laughs> you love it. I love Billy so much. I, I think Billy yeah. is probably one of my favorite characters in the Levitard yeah. universe. But Billy is like, like they're all they're, they're all them, but dialed up to 11. But Billy is not. Billy's just, that's exactly him. He's so fucking annoying. But what's interesting, and again, people listening to this might have no idea what we're talking about, but. What's been interesting is over the four years that I've been listening to the show, like Billy's character has slowly gone more and more into the Stugats role. Like being the Billy anarchist has come out in full. And I don't know if he's just angry at the world or if he's playing into that character more and more because anarchist Billy is the best. Just <laughs> skeptical Billy and anarchist Billy are just the best characters. And they've started coming out more over the last couple of years or so. He really does just want to watch the world burn. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can connect to that. Sometimes I'm just sitting here and I'm like, especially in the sports world, but I realize it extends to other parts of my life. I'm like, let's just cheer for anarchy. Let's just have the craziest possible thing happen. Yeah, always. I, 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 content in the end. <laughs> yeah, of course. Let's get let's get Ryan Tannehill and Taylor Heineke to, to make runs to the playoffs. Like, <laughs> I remember when both of those were happening. I'm like, yeah, this this feels right. Rooting for this just feels right. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the new world order where Ryan Tannehill can beat the Patriots in the playoffs. I'm like, this feels right. Yeah. Washington should beat the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Having a fourth quarter lead. Blake Bortles being 15 minutes from the Super Bowl. All that stuff. Hey, how come all these things happen to other teams? Well, think like, about it in the NBA. It usually goes and against Saints, your team. Then the Saints just get robbed. <laughs> all the time yeah i think that's about the last four years of saints football is uh they've won more games over the last four years than any team that hasn't won a championship there's morgan yeah, I, just oh, to, I just wanted you to show are you my a saints fan okay yeah. so 
in my mind, I was trying to think back who's Morgan's favorite football team. Cause usually we talk basketball or we talk about the boomers or whatever else it might be. Wow. Um, that boomer sounded so Boston. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's kind of, I guess that's where I was going with that is that I can't do an Australian accent. So let's go somewhere between British and Boston, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just drop the R boomers. Pretty much boomers. Boomers. Is that how you boomers. say it? No, nah. like it's EZ or something. Boomers. Boomers. <laughs> Close. You sound like Mina trying to be Australian. Uh, but Mina's trying to be Australian just ends up being English after a while. So yeah, it, it is excellent. But see, in my mind, I'm like, who is her favorite football team? My mind kept coming to Saints, and I was desperately hoping it wasn't the Saints that I wouldn't have to talk about Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill because I'm just so fucking tired of talking about Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. I'm mean, uh, not talking about Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is not a thing, and we're just not going to allow Sean Payton to do this to us. No, you can not. never underestimate Sean Payton's ability to want to make this Taysom Hill thing work. Yes. No, he's st- he stopped trying to make Taysom Hill happen. Please. He's going to do it. He He's going to do it because he has all of the power in the world, and then he's going to go yeah. coach the Cowboys in five years, and he's going to bring Taysom Hill back. Oh, good. Go now. <laughs> <laughs> so you just kick him out the door at this point he's if he takes Tyson with him bye I mean but then you guys are just going to go into rebuild mode and who wants to do that well I don't want to do this you don't want to do fight for the seven seed I, I don't want to do Tyson Hill oh okay I want, I, I've, no I don't phrasing do phrasing Hill. phrasing no, absolutely <laughs> I don't care I'll say it again but I'm I'm here for Jameis Jameis sounds fun <laughs> okay, now I like phrasing this the other way. Now I love. Now I want to play into this because Jameis does sound fun. Jameis sounds exotic, yeah. but after a while, the jokes get cheesy, right? No, but like when you've had like like I we've been like lucky to have Drew Brees, blah blah. blah. Uh, yeah, thanks. Boring. Thanks to my oh, Chargers a bit. Yeah, I want. I want to live a little. Yeah, you're getting out of a, a, an 18 year relationship. We are. And you know what? This is exciting and dangerous. Yeah, it's but stupid, but we can do it. Yes, but the problem is you didn't plan for it. And, and the issue is. That's, yeah, that's what happens. He's the yeah. rebound, and I like it. Yeah, but the problem with the rebound is that when the relationship ends and you're not, like, for example, if. If, if the Chargers are getting out of a relationship with Philip Rivers, and by the way, I stopped rooting for the Chargers after they left San Diego, hashtag bleep Dean Spanos. But uh, after, yeah, after like they prepared, they were the ones initiating the divorce because they had this nice new thing that they were looking at. You guys just kind of got left in the middle of nowhere. You were like, we just were left to go do. I guess the equivalent of the strip club is Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Like the NFL equivalent of a strip club is just, that's where we're going to find our next partner is over at the strip club. But we're not, we, we're just there for the wings. Yeah, just but, a, but then you're the there for the, for the wings. You're there for the wings. And then all of a sudden you walk out with a Josh Hill for some reason. <laughs> we're there for the wings. We walk out with a garlic bread. Just <laughs> yeah, pretty thing? much. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden you leave just with sadness and disappointment and also like Josh Hill and bad breath. Yeah, pretty much. And you've just got this one, I guess Alvin Kamara gives you hope, right? Like you're looking at Alvin Kamara as like a best friend. You just want to make it work, but you know, he can never be what you need. Yeah. But 
it doesn't work because Tyson won't give him the fucking ball. Yeah, that's true, but don't that... feed him, and he won't feed him. No, that's probably true, but I mean, so, so I. It, and, but because because that is the case, they just can't play Tyson Hill because we're not going to have Michael Thomas. So they have to go with Jameis because Kamara is our only option. Everything well, they need Taysom Hill as a receiver now. They yeah, need Taysom exactly Hill right. They need catch that passes. Big dumb idiot. I've got an idea now. Just just make Jameis catch passes. That could that could work. No, Jameis is gonna be the fun. He's just gonna throw it everywhere. Jameis has been all right. He hasn't looked that bad. But see, this is the thing with well, I I think they're playing right now, and he threw like two touchdowns to Marquez Callaway or something. But uh, I would oh. say. I forgot what day it was. Yeah, it's it's. I think I think Mina Mina made a joke on Twitter about how uh, I love that I'm saying Mina like I'm on a first name basis with her. I've never met her in my life. Um, but okay, I am, so you can be. Yeah. So so Mina basically tweeted out something a while ago, like she might have to go on an apology tour for Marquez Callaway, and then he caught a touchdown, and then she said, "This is officially the apology," and then he scored another touchdown, and she said, "I already apologized, Jesus." I love her. I just love her so much. But she made me very angry. So, like, I I have appointment listening every week, and it's most of the Dare Lives Hard Show stuff. Sarah Spain's podcast and Mina's podcast because I need to know footballs. But Mina pissed, <laughs> me, Mina pissed me right off with her analysis of the Saints. And so I'm enjoying the apology tour already. Long may it continue. Yeah, I mean, it's an apology tour, yes, but... In a preseason game. In a preseason game, yes, but the bigger problem for the Saints is that it's an apology tour for underestimating them. I don't think that anyone's looking at the Saints and saying all of a sudden they're going to magically win the division and magically go 12-5. and five and... We're not saying magically win the division like we didn't fucking win it last year. Have you seen the team year yeah, over yeah, year? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it, but it's not like we're coming from last in the division. This is how we Windows still, we closed, won the division. Right? We won the division last year. Yeah, but this is how windows close, right? Yeah. All well, of a sudden... you know what? There's a fucking fifty year old that's in our division, and his window can fucking close too. Well, yeah, but that's the defense. Like we're we're not going to pretend like he's actually that good. Now, is is he better than Jameis Winston? Of course, but no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> you are all in on this, Jameis. See, but this because oh, the- it's like it's a tease. Like he, he, they've been dangling in there. Like, look at this fun little thing over here that we've got, but we won't let you play with. But this is the problem <laughs> with rebounds: is that you realize after a while with the rebounds that either you have to find a new rebound, or you have to yes. find some sort of commitment, or just be sad. But we know but- that. But in the meantime, can't we just have some fun? Let's just throw it up there. Let's just go, like, go for it. Send Taysom Hill running right down the field and let Jameis throw 20 intercepts and 40 touchdowns. Yeah, but I think the only person who's not going to have fun Because he had the surgery, so it's not going to be 30 for 30. Yeah, no, I don't think think it's even possible to do 30-30. Like, that whole season... Again, I run a meme page like Jameis Winston was that was the greatest content in the world was just the ridiculous ways that he found to throw interceptions. And then 
in it could like you couldn't comedy write this better the last throw of the season he in overtime he throws a pick six to get to his 30th interception and that's the last play of the season is to get to 30 30 we've been fighting for this for seven weeks he throws a pick six on the last play to end the season i love him put him in i'm so glad he's back in my life but if you actually care, like, this is the part is that Sean Payton's not going to be having fun unless he can do it with his mistress. If Sean Payton can't be doing it with Taysom Hill, he's just not going to have fun during this rebound. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's not fun. I mean, it, like, he's just so far in. I'm like, no, that, like, I'm going to prove him wrong. Like, I, this, this is the way to go. Like, just take the L, dude. <laughs> Yeah, but secretly in the back of my mind, I'm just rooting for it all to implode. Just want everything to blow up with the Saints. And all of a sudden, Michael Thomas is punching teammates again during the regular season. You mean all of a sudden, like, isn't like, what is going on there? Yeah, but I mean, everyone just kind of agreed that we were going to, we were going to be called surgery, go to work, do your job, asshole. I believe it was Shaquille O'Neal who had the uh, who had the quote that said, "If I get hurt on company time, I can recover on company time." And they made him play through like a broken leg and a torn MCL last year. And my man said, "I am recovering on company time this year for our terrible seven and nine football team." Oh, mad! Is, I'm just mad. I was gonna say you're just shaking your head oh. at this point. It's he just... doesn't even look like sex anymore. Doesn't look like sex. That's well, who does then? Who does Jameis? Jameis Winston, he's the king. Huh? Alvin Alvin Kamara looks more like sex than Michael Thomas. Yeah, that's true. Michael Thomas. So, for people who don't know, there's been a joke running on Levitard for years, and it's just so true that that Mike it started out as Michael Thomas looks like he's really good at sex. Um, but now Michael Thomas just looks like sex, like it's just it's so accurate now. The, the less he produces, the less he starts to look like sex. He does. No, no, now he does. Now he looks like sex. Now he look, you think about it and you're like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, you remember 2019, the season that uh, made me NFL expert and podcast host draft Michael Thomas over Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook in my fantasy league last year. It was that magic, that that lust that I have for Michael Thomas. It, it tricked me into drafting him over Derrick Henry, who had literally 2,000 rushing yards last year. Ouch. Yeah. Um, I've got the number one pick, though, this year, so I'm thinking of going for Alvin Kamara instead of Christian McCaffrey. So I'm willing to I'm willing to double down on this on this Saints be or this Saints belief. Yeah. I don't like Christian McCaffrey. I mean, yeah, this isn't the person to ask fantasy football advice to. The avid Saints fan who I'm sure aggressively hates the Falcons, which is it's understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saints fan with them. no connection to the New Orleans, no connection to the city. Just we're going to hate the Falcons just because that's what Saints fans do. I was told to. Yeah. yeah the Falcons can go fan, themselves. I was, I was told. I hate you hate them. And I was like, okay, I understand hate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so, fun in your sports teams. Exactly right. That's what I like the most about sport. Hating other people for no reason. Yeah. It seems to be your go-to at this point. It's, it seems to be what brings you great joy in the sports world is not the Celtics winning, just the Sixers losing, not the Saints winning, just the Falcons being terrible. Oh, 27, three. <laughs> 
It's 28-3. There was a 27-3 in there. They they blew one of those last year. I was at work uh, during that. And I (laughs) like during because that's during my day, the middle of my day, Super Bowl. And it's on a on Tuesday? Yeah. No, Monday. It would have been a Monday for you. I don't know how I just lost time zones. It's very difficult. Understandable though. It was a Monday afternoon. There was one guy in our office who was American. So he was like really caring. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't just take the day off. Yeah, I've I've taken days off for the Super Bowl. I don't know why he didn't. Yeah. So we were watching like just casually and I was like, I can't believe this. they're going to win. I was really pissed off. And then like it started to happen. And like more people became a little bit interested in the TV screen. By the end of it, this, this airline operations center just stopped working. And everyone <laughs> was around the television. And it was just amazing. It was so so funny. <laughs> well, do you and want me this to? Guy was, this guy was from Atlanta and he was not happy at all. I mean, <laughs> I remember I was watching Highly Questionable the next day and you know how they did that. They used to do the intro where they're like, what do we have on the show today? And Bomani's just like, I have never been more right in my entire life than about the Atlanta Falcons will always find a way to disappoint you. Always happens, which, by the way, I can bring you great joy by discussing the ways that the Falcons blew leads last season it, on en route to the worst record in the NFC, because it's truly unbelievable how many ways they lost games last year. Yeah. So if you just for a moment, just pause and think what it took me to be a fan of Atlanta Hawks just for a second, just pause for a second. Like That was a big deal. Like I'm yeah. off now. Bye. I'm out. Oh, you jumping off the Warriors South bandwagon? Oh, just uh. for now. Like, because I, I just can't, I can't be seen here in the offseason. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, in the in the heat of the moment, I guess I can just, like, sneak in. But I can't just stay here and be seen. You can't ride with the uh, the Onyeka Kongwu train all the way through? No. no. It's understandable. But I, see, I was on the ground floor. So if I give up now, it's a bit of a betrayal. If I, yeah, if I no. jump off the no, wall, I, I just can't be seen in Atlanta. I can't be seen in Atlanta. That's all. Not during um, football season. Can we, can we just um, applaud the boomers on their bronze medal? Cause I haven't been here since and we did win a medal at the Olympic games. That was excellent. I think you do deserve a, a bit of praise from that because uh, even though, so we were on the air the day before Australia played the U S and I told you they wouldn't lose by 20. You are correct. <laughs> They, they lost by 19. Um, I would have set the line at 20 and they covered. This is just like Smetty saying Notre Dame covered in the playoffs against Alabama. Congratulations. No, no, no. no. We don't do that. We lost by 19. Yeah, you covered. You covered my spread. No. You didn't cover the actual spread. You covered my that's, spread that I set. That's, for you. You, don't get, you don't get anything covering. You lost by 19. But they were very good for the first half and then were outclassed by better players. Yeah, of course. And then they beat the Slovenian team and won a bronze medal for the first time in the history of the Boomers. Yeah. And it was it was a beautiful moment. Like the Boomers have a connection to like the people of Australia have a connection to the Boomers. Like they've always been one of our favorite teams. And like we like we like basketball, but we don't it's not a huge sport here. Um, We like NBA, but like the Australian League's not huge. And it it was bigger in the nineties and then it kind of, it absolutely died and it's been revamped now and it's kind of growing again, but like most of our best players don't play here, but everyone has a connection to Patty Mills. Of course. Everyone yes. can, everyone Patty Mills can look, sex symbol. 
everyone can look at that man and see what wearing those colours means to him because he becomes Fever Paddy Mills, which is incredible. Like, people in Australia don't realise that Paddy Mills doesn't do that in the NBA. You're getting choked up about this. <laughs> yeah, I am. Like, it, it, I was crying. It was really emotional. And then, the, like, on the coverage, Andrew Gaze was on. And Andrew Gaze is, he played in the NBA, sort of. And, like, his dad was a coach in the NBL of my team that I that I back for when I was younger, the Melbourne Tigers. And he was on the coverage and he was crying. And, like, this meant so much to the past players as well because, like, no, no one had, we'd never achieved this before. We've tried to make basketball big here and it hasn't worked. And and now we've got the caliber the caliber of players that can deliver us medals. And it, it was it was beautiful. It was so it was so lovely. And I never ever want Ben Simmons to experience that ever in his life. The ever. caliber of players to win medals like Joe Ingalls just looks so yeah, beautiful. Good, yeah, good. Hard-working, blue-collar, no-frills, just good, honest players. But also looks looks like a middle school his- history teacher, like, at the same time. Nah, uh, he looks like the dad at the barbecue. I think those two kind of go together. I think th- I think dad at the barbecue, like, he's he's the cool dad. Joe Ingalls yeah, is the cool yeah, dad. No. That, no, he's actually, got, he's, he's got the fresh kicks on, like... That's one of those all-time poll questions. I keep a, I obviously in my brain, I have a mental note of all-time poll questions. I think right up there with should Vern Lundquist be buried at the 16th hole at Augusta is, uh, does your therapy consist of a healthy amount of Joe Ingalls? Uh, as well as does uh, today was an all-timer, which was is every team's backup catcher fat and hitting 180. I think all of those are all-time <laughs> poll questions. So Every time I think of jingles, I think of my therapy consisting of a healthy amount of Joe Ingles. Of all the positions, this is just completely irrelevant, but of all the positions of like in sport, I would never be a catcher. I can't, yeah, I can't bend fair. my knees for that long. No, I, I understand it. I already have bulky knees at age 20. And so I don't think I could survive being a catcher. Mm. Being long and lanky doesn't bode well for being a catcher. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm tall, so that's a problem. Yeah. But, oh, I'm just, Buster Posey's I, I, pretty tall, I think. I, I'm, I'm just going to not make knees jokes. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I tore my ACL when I was younger. And so, like, um, that position is just not a good thing. I don't know. I think it would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Buster Posey's my height, but I. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm ever a catcher. My, one of my roommates is a catcher and he is like five, six, probably weighs about 180. I'm like, that seems about right for a catcher, catcher, smaller size, maybe a little bit of meat on them. I think that could, that could do it for a catcher, but is everyone's catcher fat and hitting 180? Yes. 100%. Everyone's backup catcher is fat and hitting 180 in baseball. Until is Wilson Contreras. Yeah, also Wilson Contreras. By the <laughs> way, would you like to to reminisce in the ways that the Falcons lost games last year? Because I, I made this post like yes. months ago because it's truly unbelievable. And they again, this is a team that had the worst record in football, but probably should have won like seven games. So week two, they botch an onside kick and blow a 15 point lead in five minutes against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was truly unbelievable of a collapse. 
Following week, week three, they blew a 16-point lead in six minutes and 23 seconds against Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears. I still don't know how that happened. It wasn't even like two-point conversions. They just got the ball three times in six minutes and somehow scored. I remember that because I remember Sarah Spain's reaction. Uh, Week seven, which I attest this is... Okay, so this, here's the backstory on this. Going into the week, we, we've had a joke for a while, is that the Lions and never bet the Lions and Falcons under any circumstances. You could throw the Chargers in the mix there, but I bet the Lions when DeAndre Swift dropped that touchdown early in the season. I bet the Falcons against the Cowboys, and I bet the Falcons against the Bears. And so I just said at that point, oh, no, we're definitely picking this Lions-Falcons game because we just we have to. It's... It was the most Lions Falcons game ever. So we have the uh, uh, what is it down three at the at the two minute warning. Todd Gurley accidentally scores a touchdown and then the Lions get the ball one minute, no timeouts. And Matthew Stafford immediately goes down the field and wins on the last play of the game. And I bet the Lions, but it would have been funnier if I'd bet the Falcons than they lost that accidentally way. Accidentally scoring of the touchdown. <laughs> it is crazy. honestly, it's a legend. I will tell 10 years from now it was the most lions foul if you want 20 years of lions and falcons football just watch that game just that game over again it's just both teams actively trying to lose and matthew stafford leading an unbelievable comeback just the worst the worst thing that has ever happened but also the greatest thing that has ever happened that's beautiful that's only three of them we got four more on this list (laughs) but you can't top that 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 (laughs) I don't think so either, but week 13 against your New Orleans Saints, 140 left to go, down five. Todd Gurley on third and goal rushes for negative eight yards, and the Falcons lose. They had to vault the three-yard line. He rushed for negative eight yards with 140 left in the game, and they lose on the next play. Week 14 against the Chargers. They throw two interceptions in the last three minutes, and the Chargers win on a last-second field goal. Week 15. Game against Tom Brady, up 24-7 in the second half. They blow that lead within 11 minutes and lose by 16. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. Lose, lose by 16. Up 17 at the half, lose by 16. <laughs> and then I'm week so 16. I'm red from laughing. <laughs> yeah, as you can see, my face is very red as well. And uh Week 16, three seconds left to go. Finally, the kicker is the one who loses the game by missing his only kick of the season to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, Young Hui Koo. Only oh. kick he missed the entire season was a game yeah. winner against the Chiefs. He was so good. He needs to go somewhere else so yeah. I can like him. Oh, no, you have to you have to put your differences aside. If there's anything no. that will do it, it's Young Hui Koo. No, I can't. I'm sorry, Mina. I can't give him. No, no. Stop trying to say that Matt Ryan's not cooked. He's cooked. He's being cooked. Well, he's more cooked than he was before. And he's been uh, cooked for years and she's still on that train. She won't get off. She's like Sean Payton. I mean, he's not, he's cooked in the way that he's not MVP Matt Ryan anymore, but he's still, yeah. he's, he's the Tom Brady kind of cooked where he's just not no, as good he's as he, not. he's just not as good as he used to be, but he's still a respectable quarterback. Like, <sighs> He's putting up the same you stats. Read, as, you just read out why he's not. He's not. He's not an MVP, Matt Ryan anymore. But he's still a respectable Matt Ryan. His like accidental touchdown, losing. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. The Falcons were bad, but you know, Tom Matt Brady Ryan just forgot what down it was one time. 
Yeah, but Tom Brady also threw three interceptions against the Packers in the like three drives in the NFC Championship game. Like it's Tom Brady's not ninety-seven overall in that. She ain't what she used to be. We never get that. Matt Ryan never was what everyone thought he was. Matt Ryan, I'm not going to be the one who argues that, but Matt Ryan's got a fringe MVP can or fringe Hall of Fame candidate. No, he does not. He's going to finish top 10 in passing yards, top 10 in touchdowns, MVP. Accumulator. I mean, Philip Rivers is going to make a career out of that. I'm a Saints fan. Yeah, of course. about quarterbacks. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I hadn't even considered that, that you are uh, – you the are ultimate accumulator. Yeah, you you are throw. What is what's the phrase? You are uh, writing checks that you can't cash. Oh, the, I think yeah. This this math writes checks you can't cash all the time. Yeah, checking mm-hmm. writing checks you can't Look. cash at the twelve dollar ATM machine. Look, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, but I'm going to throw them anyway. <laughs> You're going to throw them at the Falcons though. Just <laughs> at the Falcons. I'm going to throw them all over the joint anyway. Okay, you want some? Come get some. Okay, I, I don't think Matt Ryan is. But Matt Ryan's putting up Baker Mayfield numbers now. He's still respectful. I love respectable. Baker Mayfield. He's got the goods, as, dude. As, as much as I hate everyone in the universe, I love Baker Mayfield. Uh, just any I reason? I just love him. I, he's got the goods, dude. I like him. Yeah, that's I like fair. His, I, I like his swagger. I like everything about him. Did you see the video of him this weekend um, after a guy got tackled? He just did the weirdest dance ever on the sideline. Let me see if I can find it here. Cause you look really what? Yeah. I think, I think that's kind of the best way to put it. Hang on. Let's see. Baker Mayfield dance. Uh, no, that's the old one. There was, there was a weird one that happened this weekend. Uh, it's just finding videos of him doing the Dougie at, uh, at Oklahoma, which is, you know, not as good, but whatever. But it sort of is good. Yeah, I, I mean, it is, but you know, you do you baker whatever he is Uh, and he will and he doesn't give a single that's what i like about him that's what you like oh here we go yeah i like that he's unapologetically baker whatever yes it's just it's the same thing about the the cashing checks thing it's like people want to go after baker mayfield if you want to see the video i got it in the in the chat over here so i'm I'm like just scrolling through like no i can't people now that dancing yeah i can't screen share it there but uh it it is it's white baker mayfield moment but i it's just the people who do your opinions on baker mayfield are just that's a good run huh it was a good run too i'd be dancing was that that's okay you do a little spider dance i guess just white baker mayfield swaggering around but this is the thing (laughs) Baker Mayfield's slowly going to become like the dad of the NFL. All of a sudden, he's going to be oh, like thirty. He, he not going to age well. <laughs> no, he's going to be like thirty-three, and all of a sudden, he's going to be like sounding like a dad when he does trash talk. Yeah, he's going to have like hot dad vibes. So. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Baker Mayfield. I hate ages. that I've gotten to that age. I hate that I've gotten to that age where hot dad vibes are a thing. Stop doing that. I mean, like, think I about like, ill old people. Well, think about like, when ooh, Baker Mayfield. Look at him. He's well, he's got gray hair. Ooh. Oh, you think Baker's gonna get gray hair at thirty three? You think he's gonna? Mm. Yeah, think... but he's gonna look good. Okay. Well, Just, let's uh, see. Look, this is where I'm putting my uh, I'm putting all my balls in this, this basket. He's gonna have gray hair and look good. 
You think he's going to, you think Baker Mayfield's going to be a silver Fox. I imagine mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield's mm-hmm. going to either get hair transplants or dye his hair. I feel like we're not going to get to see it. See, being a silver Fox is a big thing here at the moment. Cause our chief health officer, like our, my state's Fauci, he's a silver Fox. And like there is merchandise of this man everywhere now. Like women of Melbourne have lost their shit for our chief health officer. Health officer. But you're making and it seem like he's in his 60s. I, no, he's not. But like he's he's just an average looking dude. But we've been in lockdown too long. This man is just taking over. <laughs> <laughs> and middle-aged women need, they need something. They're sick of their kids. They're sick of homeschooling. So these silver foxes are a big thing at the moment. Yeah, they don't have their own Jameis Winstons. They don't have their mm-hmm. Jameis Winstons to to get a little freaky Man, too. Exactly. Oh, see, I want. I just want to see it. I want to see it. I want to get freaky with Jameis Winston. Not, not like no. Let's oh. let's just quote that right there. Let's just <laughs> let's quote that right there. I want to get freaky with Jameis Winston because I do. I, nah. I I agree with you one hundred percent. I'm owning it. I'm owning it. I'm doubling down. Yes. No. I, I'm right behind you on this. I will one hundred percent get freaky with Jameis Winston. Come on, Sean Payton, let me. Yeah, we're getting to it. I, I don't think he's got a choice anymore. I don't think Sean Payton's going to get that. I think Sean Payton reluctantly is not going to get to bring his mistress into the fold. Did he still have her there to look at on the side? Yeah. Run a, run like the, he, she can still be in the little trick plays. She just can't yeah. grow it. Run the Taysom package every now and then. Mm-hmm. And then slowly it'll escalate some more. Yeah. I've got to do my football team, my fantasy football team. It's called In It to Winston. It's no, it's no good the team, but I just named it that last year and I liked it. Yeah, I'm just gonna let and you. I'm I just am. gonna let you drown in that. You feel proud of that. You feel proud of that. that that's name. What, that's what my team name is. It is in it to Winston because <laughs> I want I wanted to play with James. Phrasing. Look, I don't care. Yeah. I, no. I, I. This is why. This is where I stand. Yeah. I'm uh, unashamed. Right behind you. I'm rolling in right behind you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm rolling right behind James. Let's go. Who that? Yeah, we're going to. I can't say that. I'm very white. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know how to pivot off of this either. I'm just kind of just letting it drown at this point. That's really nice of you. Very nice. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's fair. I, I deserve the criticism. I know, I know, but I deserve to drown in this. <laughs> I deserve sure. this. Yeah. Okay. James Winston life. So be it. We're, we're, we're too far. We're too far deep in this now because Jameis Winston had me in 2019. That's another fun Jameis Winston moment was um, so here the games that they play in London start at like 630 in the morning. And so one of the one of the games in 2019. Oh, I never that, thought about that for you guys. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, really, I've got to. I love really it. convenient for me. I love. Oh, what, when is it? OK, so let's see. When is it in <laughs> Australia? It's like prime time. Not. No, no. Midnight. Okay, that's. But I, I'm nocturnal, so that's my prime time. I do my best work after midnight. Okay, there you go. So you're living your best life there with mm-hmm. midnight football games. So I remember waking up two years ago, and they were playing the Panthers in in London, and Jameis had already thrown two interceptions. It was like one minute, one quarter into the game, he'd thrown two interceptions. I'm like, 
<laughs> if you this had two be a minutes, good day. if you had two minutes late to a game, has Jameis Winston already thrown two, two interceptions? Put it on that has pod. happened one time before, where the red zone <laughs> broadcast like cut in, and like the first play was Jameis throwing an interception. It was truly magnificent. It just got to a point where we were just going to keep watching Jameis interceptions all year. And that's where we were getting to. Oh, I'm so excited for Red Zone. I'm just so excited. Yes. Once it. It. Oh, see, it used to be like, so we don't, we have like pay per view. No, no, we have like pay television, mm-hmm. which is called Foxtel here. And we have ESPN on that. And we used to watch Red Zone on there, which was cool. Seven hours. Of it. I- Interrupted. Blah blah blah. Took it into my veins. Like well, I am okay. This is this is Wait. an important question. Are you a Scott Hansen person or an Andrew Siciliano? Red Zone. We don't have. Oh, I don't even know which one it was. Oh no. Um, Scott Hansen. Okay, that's that's the only correct answer. Scott Hansen. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a Scott Hansen Red Zone. I like I, I like Andrew Siciliano. Like when he comes on the show sometimes, but it's just Scott Hansen. Yeah. Um, but. They took it away. You so what? What is it now? People are, what, no. So it's just like they play three games on the on a Monday morning, like they play. But we don't get red zone, so now we have to pay for NFL Game Pass. Ah, because, that is unfortunate. Because we we can not not have that. Well, I need to get lives. you a. I need to hook you up with a bootleg streaming site. You got. We got to get oh, you. Oh no, in I've the red got. Zone. It, I, I, no, I've got it now. But like I found a streaming site but while my uh my needs like I require to be able to watch it later I I, I like going back and watching the Saints and I like I like Game Pass so look it's just oh it's 300 bucks but whatever yeah that's not terrible it's not the worst 300 300 Australian dollars it's not great but you know what I enjoy it yeah I mean I would I'd do it at least for football season. I, I'm already doing like a hundred bucks for major league baseball's extra innings pass. I'm like, imagine what I do. I barely use that. I'm like, I would imagine what I do for football to get red zone. Yeah. I, I'd pay more. I like, they can charge me more. So good. yeah, I just want my Padres games. That's the only reason I do it. I could boot like it, but they're fun. They're awful colors. <sighs> You're like the only person who says that. How can how can you think the brown is bad? I brown. love. Oh, see, like we have one team in Australia that wears brown, and everyone talks about how bad it is. That's so bad. Oh, it's a, I love it. Oh, the no, brown and gold. It's I mean, oh, it's better than yeah, just so being that's, blue. That's what they are here. They're brown and gold, and everyone calls them poos and wees. Like it's just awful colors. <laughs> it's better than being blue. Everyone's blue. How many no, people I, are brown and gold? Yeah. I don't like the color blue. Just I don't know why I like the Cubs, but they're blue. But I don't like the color blue in general. I like blue. It's just every team is blue and gray. Yeah, so I like the Celtics green. It's different. And I like, says me, like my favorite color is black and white. I like teams that are black and white usually. So I think pretty much every like team's got some variation of that though. No, but I like like the, oh, the all black Saints. I love when they're horrible. Okay, so you you just want to do every jersey from the '90s. That's what I'm getting to right now. Is you want, like I like the the Marlins black jersey. It's cool. Okay, that's fair. The Marlins jerseys now are pretty cool, but I mean, I like the it, red too. So bright. That's what I was gonna say. Wouldn't it be cooler if they had like a red flare to it, or like a pink, or 
Yeah, because like black, not Miami. That's I mean, but black. Looks, that's why it looks anyway. cool with the writing on it because it's. I mean, black and teal, I guess, but mm. like black can work with any team. Mm. Say so just like white. Um, not black and brown and gold. Or... Well, yeah, no, I, I don't think you're going to get an argument out of me. At least they incorporate white in it. It's just too dark. You got to have some kind of bright color. Mm. Yeah, like we in the nineties, they had a team join the AFL, and oh, and they were purple. <laughs> purple and green and white and then over time they got rid of the green part but like they were just like such a weird color combination it looked awesome and so they they this season they wore like a throwback to their first jumper which was like atrocious but it's so cool now wait did you call it a jumper is that what you call uniforms? A jumper. Mm-hmm. yeah footy jumper That's... huh you learn something new every day yeah i Okay then, I, Australia. It's not, uh, it's not a ger- It's a Guernsey. It's a Guernsey. Oh, yeah, with a G, G U E R N S. There's an E-Y. N. Mm-hmm. Guernsey. Mm-hmm. There's a a Guernsey. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if you would like, if you were getting a game, like, you can use the term of getting a Guernsey, like. Well, if, yeah. let's see. If I were to use it in a sentence, it would be like. Jameis Winston looks so hot in a Saints Guernsey. Yep. Yep. Or, oh, yeah. Um, like if he was standing this week, he'd be like, yeah, Jameis is getting a Guernsey this week. Yeah. Okay. I, you learn I something don't like the word because I find it, it doesn't sound, it sounds weird, but it's a word that's used. <laughs> we use words, you're detesting but... australia now all of a sudden morgan's not... ready to no, detest it's, it's, australia it's not australian it's, it's an english word it's got to be an english word just, <laughs> just start blaming the english all of a sudden that's a good that's a good always joke. their fault that's a you know what thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.